wait, 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 wait. Well, two no, of us, kidding. two of us. Chris, but Courtney, he has to say, you know how he is. He wants, yeah. Um, as you can see, Pastor John is not here. Him and Peggy are at the Pastor and Wives Retreat. Um, and we were able to send them, and I am glad they got a chance to go away. Uh, announcements. I'm welcoming y'all all to First Church. Thank you. Best place to be. I won't be anywhere else. After you've been sick for a while and you come back, it's wonderful. Yes, it is. Uh, our announcements are tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at Grace Church of the Nazarene. The Raddies, who are missionaries for the Church of the Nazarene, they will be there. Uh, we want to show a good showing from First Church. And we'll have snack, oh, no, meet and greet the missionary after the, the service. Uh, baskets. I'm reading my notes so I can say loads of love. Um, they're out. The list is out front. I don't think we have any more baskets, but you can find the baskets fairly cheap. Um, we'll be delivering these on March the 5th, 12th. Okay. So my Sunday's the 13th. My Sunday's that Sunday, right? The 13th. For the... Um, Oh, that's right. That's right. I need to say that too, don't I? Okay. I know there's some ladies and gentlemen in this church who love to do crafts. Um, so we're going to have a crafter day here. Uh, it was originally a crafter noon tea, but since most of us don't drink hot tea, we're going to have a crafter nooner here. March the 5th at 930. So if you'd like to bring a craft and come with us, we're hoping to have a table set up next week maybe with some of the stuff we've been working on just for fun, have a good time with our church family and our sisters in Christ. March um, the 12th is when we deliver the baskets. Um, if you're not a part of our community groups, we now have three. Woohoo! Renee and them haven't gave, gave theirs a name yet, so I told them they were going to be Renee's Raiders. Because we're going to raid this community. Uh, mine and Jean's is Fusion of Friends. We meet here at the church at 5 o'clock on Sundays. Renee and them meet at 5 o'clock on Sundays. And Pastor and Miss Peggy has one that meets Tuesday nights at 6.30 at their place. So there's three community groups you can have a choice. We have our uh, Knowledge Perk. Bible study on Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock. Also on Wednesday nights, we will be starting a new Bible study with Mr. Richard on apologetics. I'm excited. Uh, Sunday school every Sunday at 9 o'clock for adults and children. I would love to see this many adults in our Sunday school class. So we can eventually start back with individual classes. Um, so that's all I think I have. Oh, alabaster. Sorry. 
I'm sorry, big old letters here and I'm missing it. Alabaster Sunday will be next Sunday. We love checks and large bills. But we'll take your change too because you'd be amazed at how much change can add up. So um, if you have, see children running around with alabaster boxes and they want your change, fill them up for them. And uh, bring dollars because you know how we work it here on Sunday mornings of Alabaster. We let the kids come in and they like to collect that money and put it in those boxes. That teaches them how to give back. And we want to teach our children how to give back to missions. Is there any announcements that I missed? Good. Um, Steve is going to come and lead us in our prayer. And then our praise team is going to take us into worship. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Let's all bow our heads for prayer. Father God, we thank you today for letting us be in your house. Lord, you're so good to us. You bring us through the week, Father. You supply our every need. Many times we forget you, Father, but we just thank you that you keep your hands upon us, O oh God. We pray that you're in the midst, and we know that you're in the midst this morning, oh God. We pray for those that aren't with us this morning, dear God, for whatever reason. We pray for our pastor and his family, dear Lord, as they're away. Dear God, be with them, dear Lord. We pray for the message this morning, oh Father, that you would uh, burn it deep into our hearts, keep our minds receptive, dear God, to changes that need to be made in our lives today, oh Father. Be with us, we pray in your name. Amen. Good morning. We are glad to be in church this morning. Glad to be here to praise and sing God's word and hear what God has prepared for this morning. So let's continue. Let's go ahead and stand. As we're going to lift our breaths, we're going to lift our hands. We're just going to lift everything to him. For forever he is faithful. So we're going to give thanks to the Lord for our God and King. His love endures forever. Let's sing. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. His love endures forever For the life that's been reborn His love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever and ever, forever. From the rising to the setting sun. From the rising to the setting sun. His love endures forever, and by the grace 
God, we will carry on. His love endures forever. Because he is with us, there is victory. Let's continue to glorify in that victory. Ready? I'm sure y'all know this one too. So let's sing out, sing, uh, sing loud, okay? I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me and I knew him and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. I heard about his healing. Of his cleansing power revealing How 
we made the way to walk again and cause the blind to see and then I cried dear Jesus come and heal my broken spirit and somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory oh victory in Jesus my Savior forever he sought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere i knew him and all my love is to him he plunged me to victory we need the cleansing blood and i heard about a mansion he has built for me about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea about the angels singing and the old redemption story and some sweet day I'll sing of there the song of victory oh victory in Jesus my Savior forever me and he brought me with his redeeming blood he loved me and I knew him and all my love is to him he punched me to victory beneath the cleansing blood he punched me he punched me to victory beneath the cleansing so forever Jesus will love us and with the name of Jesus there will always be victory and it is in the name of Jesus that we put all of our hope into so let's worship and continue to open our hearts to what he has prepared for us this morning I've been held by the Savior I fell far from above I've been down to the river And I ain't the same prodigal return Oh, my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. And all my sins are forgiven. And I've been washed by the blood. I'm no stranger to the prison I've worn shackles and chains But I've been freed and forgiven And I'm not going back I'll never be the same 
That's why we say, oh, my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. And all my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the There's a kind of thing that just breaks a man And break him down to his knees God, I've been broken more than a time or two, yes, Lord But then he picked me up And he showed me what it means to be a man Come on and sing, oh, my hope is in of the blood of Jesus that we have this opportunity to be free, to be free of sin and to just know his love in a more pure, most understanding way. So as we do this song, chorus, this worship song, we have these altars in this church for a reason. Because no matter if you're having pain or worry or you're having rejoice or glory, you can bring it to him at the feet of Jesus and you can just present it to him and he hears us and he welcomes us in. So let's continue to open ourselves as we prepare for what God has for us. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was bought with The precious blood of Jesus Christ Leave behind your regrets and mistakes Leave behind your regrets and mistakes 
Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was part with the precious blood of Father, as we kneel before you, as we raise our arms to you, as we gaze upon your eyes, 
we thank you for this day. We thank you for your son, the most precious gift. We thank you that you held nothing back from any of us. And without that love, there is no hope. And we thank you. We lift this day to you. We lift ourselves to you. We want to also pray for Pastor John and Peggy as, as they're just growing a little closer as they're away this weekend. Give them strength. Allow them to refresh. We ask that you would touch each of our hearts today. That you would open our eyes. Allow us to hear your word. Allow our hearts to feel your heartbeat. When there is more than two gathered in one place, praising you, we know that you're here. Allow your presence to be known. We give this day to you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everybody. I heard a small little voice in the back somewhere. Did it sound like Darla? I don't, I don't know. She, I think she's standing up, but I can't find her. I ain't going to go that far. <laughs> now, let, let me go somewhere with this one real quick. <laughs> I heard through a little bird that I figured, so I would, I would do the first strike, that there was supposed to be a little... Take on Pastor Don today. Make sure you get. <laughs> so, yeah, I have friends in low places and high places <laughs> and everywhere in between. <laughs> you better be careful. She's going to come this way. That's okay. <laughs> By the time she gets right about here, we'll see her. <laughs> Darla, I love you. <laughs> Ushers, would you come forward to take the morning offering? Before I get myself in any more trouble, <laughs> I don't know if, if that's if that's possible here this morning. <laughs> Dearly Father, we come before you this time. We ask that you would just bless this day. You would bless these, this offering, these tithes, and these gifts, that we would be able to lift these things up to you from all that you have given us, the many blessings for each and every day. We ask that you would utilize these offerings to further your kingdom, to spread your word to the far reaches of the world and even in our own neighborhoods. We ask all this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. I used to be a rock star. Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> oh, my. 
I'll tell you. Are you all ready to worship this morning? What was that? Are you ready to worship this morning? Why? Uh-oh. You didn't know there was going to be a test, did you? You should know this by now. I always come with a little twist. Anybody have open toe shoes this morning? How about steel toes? Well, let's see if I can do a little better of not stepping on toes too much today. I'm also good at that. But why are we here to worship? What's the purpose? Is it just some place to be Sunday morning? Some place to have a little coffee? To meet some friends that we don't normally see until Sunday again? Oh, I'll see you next week Sunday. Makes you wonder sometimes. But maybe today we can figure that out together. Sound like a good idea? And then we'll tell Pastor John, yes, he went out here bludgeoned and bruised and beaten. That'll just be our little secret. Unless, of course, he's watching this morning. Then we'll go, hey, Pastor John. I'll tell you what, a few weeks ago, I was actually in Ocean City, Maryland, and it was about 60 degrees. That's find that kind of hard to believe in the wintertime. And I was staying at a hotel, and right next door was an ice cream parlor. Well, somebody twisted my arm. I think it was my left arm twisted my right arm. I can't quite remember, but I'm getting old. So I walked over, and I got an ice cream. I didn't get the little one. I didn't get the medium. I got the full-blown waffle cone large. I got a picture up you'd like to see. <laughs> I love a good soft ice cream. So I took, I took that picture and I sent it to my wife. Bad mistake. <laughs> but it takes a lot to keep this body by briars in shape. Come on. Yeah, no, practice, 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 right? <laughs> Until we get it right. Let's see, that time it was a vanilla and chocolate twist. This time it'll be who knows what. But I'll tell you, we love a lot of things in life, don't we? But do we, how do we love? We can love helping out the poor. We can love helping out our neighbor. But you know, it's in the manner that we love. I love my dog. I love ice cream. I love my wife and children. I love my job. But are they all the same? Who here loves their car? <laughs> Reluctant? Well, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you know, what does it truly mean to love? Is it eros love? From the Greek, passionate, sensual love? How about storage love? 
also from the Greek. It's natural, instinctive, mother to a child type love. How about phileo love? Brotherly love. Or maybe is it agape love. The most heartfelt, the most unconditional type of love. What kind of love do you possess? What kind of love do you present? What kind of love do others perceive from you? We may see something different for family. We may see something different for work. We may see something different in God's house. Who are we? How do we love? First Corinthians had a hard time. We've only had two cups of coffee this morning. It's a bad day, right? <laughs> well, after three cups, I, well, listen, I can't stand still now, so what's the difference? First Corinthians chapter 13 tells us a little bit about love. Normally, this is a passage that's given toward during weddings, but there's a little different angle here. So I'd like to visit, if you want to open up your, your Bibles, if you've got them with you. And if you wouldn't mind, those of you who can stand, why don't we stand for the Lord's Word? And see if we can learn a little bit about how we love. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only sounding a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may not boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in the evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part And we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is the part disappears? When I was a child, I talked like a child. When I became a man, I put away the childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Now we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. 
And now these things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Please be seated. The Word of God. It's amazing the amount of wisdom we can gather from the pages of the Bible. But love is not a fleeting emotion. We don't want to lift ourselves up or, or pretend to lift ourselves up. We go, we want to service the homeless. Maybe a food kitchen. Do we go there to look good? What purpose are we going there for? Why? Is it for them? Or is it for us? Sometimes we really have to think about that. And I am guilty of this. Am I looking to look good? Or am I looking to serve? Sometimes what sits in the back of our minds comes to haunt us. How have we treated people through the years? How do we treat people today? Now, Paul, in this particular passage, he was admonishing the church of Corinth. Because what they were doing is that they were taking the cultural values of the Romans and placing them into the church. He was talking to people who would dress real nice, put on the robes, put on the head coverings, go out, give money, all to do one thing. It wasn't to lift the church up. It was to lift themselves up. So is this love? Or is this self-serving? The, the supernatural gifts, tongues, prophesying, each and of themselves are awesome gifts. However, how they're used determines the nature of the gift. Speaking in tongues, what does the Bible tell us? To have a translator. Why? There you go. What good is it for somebody to speak in tongues when nobody else understands what's going on? Especially if you have somebody speaking in tongues and you have somebody that's extremely close to that individual and they're trying to translate. How about somebody that's way over here that can translate, that really doesn't know this person? What are they truly saying? Has anybody in here ever heard somebody speaking in tongues? Now, when they were speaking in tongues, how many people in here have heard them had a translator? Okay, about 
I've heard people speak in tongues, present themselves to others. Oh, that was awesome. Slapping of the back. Oh, the, the Holy Spirit must be upon you. How is that possible? How do we know it's not, it's not the spirit of Satan? What did he say? What did she say? What are they saying? There's a problem here. Speaking in tongues, prophetic speech, self-giving, self-sacrifice, boastfulness, all things to lift up the individual. I don't see a whole lot of love there. I don't see a whole lot of worship in there. Would you agree? But they will say they're doing it for the sake of others, for the poor, for the less fortunate, for whoever. Faith. Hmm. What is faith? Scripture talks about faith, hope, and love. Let's look at some of the definitions here. Faith, a strong belief, complete trust, or confidence. Ooh. Do we truly have faith? It is a part of hope. In part, trust, and it is a willingness to trust. Does anybody here have a hard time trusting? Sometimes, if we're honest. Why? You've been lied to before and hurt, right? We all have. So sometimes we have to be a little skeptical. But there's other times that we will go in 100% all in trust. We believe it with our very being. We have that faith. A man fell off a cliff. And at the last minute, he reached out and he grabbed a hold of a twig. And he's hanging on by this twig. He's yelling and screaming, hey, is there anybody up there? He waits. Yeah. Can you help me, please? Then the calm voice came back and said, yes, I can. Simply let loose of the twig, and everything will be fine. All right, let's face it. Who's going to trust that one? Who's going to trust that one? Come on. <laughs> there you go. If we have faith and we believe that is God, exactly. But there's a tense pause from this man. And he yells back up. Is there anyone else up there? <laughs> Hmm. So what are we going to do? Faith is a vertical motion. 
but we also try to put reason in to our faith. What's the difference between faith and reason? Reason is conditional. If you, how about, there's always an if statement. Faith raises your consciousness. Moving you closer and upwards towards God. So we've got, we have a vertical here. Whenever we're speaking to God, most people who are crying out to him are looking here or at their feet. We're looking up. We are hopeful. We truly believe we're crying out with all our being. Our heart tells us there is someone here. We haven't seen them. But tell me you have not heard that little voice in the back of your head when you're at your worst, when you're at your lowest, when you're broken. Look up. There's a reason for that. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. So faith is being certain about realities we believe are true and we cannot see with our physical eyes. You have to have faith to believe that someone is there, that God is there. That Jesus walked. That Jesus died for us. Hope. Hope is the confidence that what God has done for us in the past guarantees our participation in what God will do in the future. Versus what the world would think of hope as a feeling of what we want to happen. But if we look at the true definition, hope builds a foundation, doesn't it? It gives us something to stand upon. You have to have hope to have faith. You have to have faith to have hope. Kind of building a picture, it almost sounds like the Trinity. You have to have one to have the other. But that's a different message. But a little boy who had hope had a little prayer. Dear God, please take care of my daddy and mommy and my sister and my brother and my doggy and me. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? the innocence of a child, but, but, here is further insight of this young man. Oh, please take care of yourself. Oh. Do you pray for God too? Because if anything happens to you, we're going to be in a big mess. <laughs> out of the mouths of babes. No matter how old they are, 
they've got insight that sometimes we have forgotten. Humble yourself like a child and come to me. Oops. I, for one, forgive. I refuse to grow up. Just ask my wife. <laughs> ask Pastor John. Ask Darla. <laughs> Darla, I'm sorry. I'm just going to pick on you today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When you have hope, you are placing your trust in something positive is going to happen. When you're trusting that taking the right actions will make a positive outcome, it's a foundation to build on. Hope is the promise God offered. Our Savior is God's gift. It is his promise to each of us of life. Not just life, but everlasting life. Because of Jesus Christ, we have hope. The virtue of hope, the power of hope, is found in the expectation and in the desire of receiving one thing that is pervasive in everything. Refrain, refrain from our despair, realizing God has given us capabilities not to give up. Ooh, that's strong. He's given us the ability through hope to not give up. I'm going to go right back to the earlier question. When you've hit the lowest part in your life, what carried you through? Was it the hope that tomorrow was going to be better? with the hope and the belief that tomorrow is going to be better. There's about the foundation of hope and the faith that it's going to be there. We still have nothing. They have to work together. You got to stand on something. So we're going to stand on hope. We're going to live through faith. That brings us to which one? Love. Hmm. Okay. This, this goes back many, many years ago. I'm guessing it's, it's 12 plus years. I don't have the exact date. But on America's Funniest Videos, it was a version that came from Japan. Young boy and his even younger sister were out walking. And they're walking down the sidewalk. And there was a gap in the sidewalk. He could step across it without a big problem. But her, with little tiny legs, mm-mm, not going to do it. Then he talked her into it and she'd get up, nope, nope, not going to do it. So what does he do? And they put it on America's Funniest Videos. But the boy laid down 
on the ground. And his sister crawled across him, across that hole. And we laughed at it. Yes, it was funny. But if we think about what did this young boy just do, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another. In what ways are we being called to lay our lives down for others? So what is love? It's an intense, deep feeling of affection. Mm, That's one definition. But again, is it natural? Of storage love? Is it brotherly love or is it agape love? The highest level of love. But when you look at a relationship, and what was Christ? He was all about a loving relationship. But what we don't or we fail to realize is Christ was consistent. Without consistency, you cannot have a loving relationship. Why? Because there's nothing to stand upon. It's always moving. So without a foundation, can you build anything upon the, found, on the ground? We've seen what happens when you build on sand. But without a strong foundation, what happens? It fails. Choosing to love over choosing of actions that demonstrate love or demonstrate emotion of love, but choosing to love someone in spite of themselves. Well, that sounds familiar. Choosing to love someone in spite of themselves. Now, who would say such a thing? And his son. He chose to love us when we were unlovable. He chose to love us before we were even born. He chose to love us because why wouldn't he? Because he is love. So choosing to love means one will choose actions that demonstrate love regardless of the emotions that are felt. That comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 again. We have hope. We have hope that we can stand on God's promises through his Son. And the expectation of salvation through the grace and promise that was made to us. Through the acceptance of Jesus, 
repenting of our sins, turning away from who we were, and moving towards him. And we've already talked about this. Oh, you remember the bottles? Sin, how it changed? It's not an immediate thing. We have to grow. We have to take small steps. What happens if everything is given to us at one time? We can't handle it. Why? Because we can't comprehend everything that's going on. We won't understand the various levels. But Christ is moving towards us at each step. He's getting closer. Conversely, we're getting closer to him too because we are making those same steps. He may be taking bigger strides. We may be taking little tiny steps, but we're still getting closer to him. He's drawing us to him. Why? Are you going to go to somebody that is constantly putting you down? Putting you down to lift themselves up? Or putting you down because they just have a hatred? Or are you going to go to somebody that is going to speak kindly to you? Is going to be there in times of trouble? To lift you up? Who would you rather go to? I'm going to go to the latter. But again, foundation of hope, the verticalness towards God, the ultimate. We have a cross. At the foot of that cross is hope. The vertical is holding our Christ Jesus. He gazes towards the Father. We look up at him from here. Where is it going? Towards his eyes. Towards God. His arms are spread wide open on that cross. There's a purpose for that. The Romans didn't understand it at the time. Yeah, they separated his shoulders. They put spikes into his arms, his hands. But they thought they could stop him. All they were doing was allowing him to embrace more people. The wider they spread his arms, the more people he could love. There's a lot of imagery in the Bible. Bet you hadn't found the cross in that one. Anybody ever find the cross in the chapter of love? I hadn't either. I had to listen to that small voice as I was preparing for today.
But we have the greatest of these, which is love, who chose to love us in spite of ourselves, in spite of who we once were, the ugliness that we carried, even the hatred that was within our own hearts. We stumbled along the way. However, he still loved us in spite of ourselves. John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. What did Jesus do for us? He took my place. He took your place upon that cross. As I start to wind down here, just have a few more points I want to talk about. But I'm going to open the altar at this point. But let's not think of ourselves higher than we ought to. Let's not be sanctimonious or hypocritical. Certainly it's hypocritical towards others. And we want to ask the Lord to teach us humility. Show us how to love one another. Because if we know how to love one another, then we know how to worship. Worship is one of the greatest examples of love. When we look up, we can be lifted up. Taking the cross. Think about it. Vertical faith. Ascending faith. We reach our love towards God through the cross that carried His Son. God we love embraced us through his son to wrap his arms around us to express love through his open arms to express love with the embrace of hope and through that undeniable trust that if we believe in him we are saved this time go by. If you need to draw closer to God, if you need to recommit yourselves this morning, just need a little extra, please use the altar. If you're unable to come forward, you will know where you are.
But Lord, allow us to remind us of the cross. Remind us of the hope that you laid as a foundation. The faith that we lift our eyes upon. The love that is ever embracing. The ultimate in love. the love that you sent your son who cared enough for each one of us that he died for each and every one of us it was love that was nailed to the cross it was love that lied down on the cross and it was love that was lifted up on the cross You have a challenge. Love others as Christ loved you. Be willing to extend yourselves in a loving manner as a receptive ear to offer a kind word to sit with someone at a hospital. An unspoken word can offer so much love in someone's time of need. We don't have to say anything, but being there is so important. Seek the good in others. Look past the rough exteriors. Offer them the gospel plant that seed let them know what the cross means yes it's a symbol of torture but it's also a symbol of love and is worthy of that the worship and praise team played this morning His love endures forever. So I ask you again, why do you come here to worship? Is it because of that love? Because Jesus is calling waiting for you. He will provide the strength, healing, the love that you need, the love that you're asking for. All you have to do is be willing to ask for it. We'll go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning we thank you for trusting and loving each one of us we ask for your continued guidance we're not perfect 
We ask you for discernment, helping us to make the right decisions. And knowing when we don't, that we can show others our humility through apology and love by asking for forgiveness. We ask you, Father, that you would touch each one of us. That your message of love would touch us. That we can walk with it. Give us that shining light that others would come up to us and ask and seeing something so unique so different within each one of us and ask I want what you have show me how you have such peace show me how you have the confidence Show me why you have expressed love and outreach to me. I'm nobody. Help us to be that, that bridge. Jesus became the bridge for us on that cross with his arms wide open. We have sin on one side and salvation on the other. And we've all taken that step across the bridge. Through those embracing arms of Jesus Christ. Go with us today. Watch over us as our travels. And help us to love as you loved us. In Jesus' name, amen.